I'm Aria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. All-star break has come and gone. We're halfway into the WNBA season. What do we know? What are we looking forward to? And what happened at All-Star Break? please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com if you're looking for a fun way to enjoy the w join us over on playback for our w watch parties use the link playback.tv forward slash windsider that's playback.tv forward slash windsider it's free to sign up and it really truly goes a long way in funding and supporting uh what we're doing here at windsider welcome back to the windsider show glad to be here with my pal hoff uh as as uh what's his name ryan ruko always says for rebecca lobo i kind of want to steal his line um hall of famer rachel galligan um (laughs) how's it going i know you're exhausted you're you're molding and shaping uh, the the next generation, the youth of women's Ooh, basketball. So man. hat yeah. tip to you. Yeah, busy time for me, um, but always finding ways to um, be in tune with the W and pay attention to what's going on. And obviously coming off All-Star break, there's a lot we can talk about. All-Star weekend in Las Vegas, it seemed like it was the place to be. I would We were talking about it um, a few days ago. We were like, we've got to at least connect every other one. And, and yeah, be able to show that. up and be there together. But I wasn't able to go this year. Um, but yeah, like some major highlights we can talk about. First, let's start. Let's talk about Sabrina. I mean, good lord, thirty-seven point performance. What she only missed like two shots. In the she missed two conference. shots, and including the four, the four, two four-point balls. She was just on another planet. Like, <laughs> and I just felt bad for Sammy having to go after her. <laughs> right. Like, like what do you do at that that's point? That's a tough act to follow. <laughs> It was just like, why am I even shoot? Like, I she missed two shots in her first like six or something. I was like, okay, well, why, do I continue? Like, yeah. there was a point where she, you saw her. She was like, do I continue? I would just start not? jacking them up like between my legs, like just throwing. So them. The, okay, I have such a bone to pick. All right, with the skills competition. Um, I don't know if you if you saw this, but like the skills competition is the most ridiculous thing ever. You just have to th- attempt three shots from all the different points. Stupidest thing ever. So like, You're the not aces enough. win. What? It's Chelsea Gray and uh, Plum won, right? Yeah, it was the stupidest thing ever. I, a huge asterisk in my mind. Stupidest thing ever. Like, why you have a skills competition where you have to shoot a three-pointer, but if you miss three shots, you can move on to the next thing? No, that's not a skills competition. If that is, like, just chuck the ball up. Like, what what, what are we doing here? I'm going to be just, completely it, honest. I didn't watch that. I don't. I, and I'm going to be completely honest. I wish I was you. Um, <laughs> moving on to the actual All-Star game. It was a, a lot of fun. Started off a little bit rough. Ends up 143-127. Team Stewart, um, not the team I expected to win, pulls off the victory. And Jewel Lloyd, 31 points, 9 points off what she was going for, uh, 40 for her parents' 40th anniversary. Um, shout out to the Lloyd family celebrating it on the All-Star game. Shout out to Mama Lloyd. Awesome. Um, honestly, there was points where I totally forgot Neko was even there. She played 20 minutes. Had 11 rebounds, six points. Uh, but it was truly, truly the Jewel Lloyd show. 
Um, I mean, Brittany Griner went off at one point, got a couple, got a dunk or two in. Um, Kelsey Plum went crazy, scored 30 points. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's fun. Like, you you know, yeah. it's not a serious thing to me. Um, am I surprised that Jewel Lloyd got MVP? Absolutely not. I mean, look what she has to do night in and night out. I mean, at this point, you know, she's she's in autopilot mode because of the way she's having to be used with Seattle this year, the shots she's taking. And so, I mean, she was my pick as a potential MVP candidate just because, again, the type of year she has to have and, and the, the, the volume of shots that she's getting up and, and the way she's making shots. So, I mean – yeah, congratulations to, to Jewel Lloyd. Very worthy right there, that's for sure. Um, the other big news besides All-Star this this weekend, well, since we last have talked. Um, a lot's happened. The, Good God. A lot's happened. Phoenix Mercury, well, James Wade. I don't know if we've talked about this. James Wade's gone. I, I think we haven't had, you and I haven't had an episode. So James Wade's gone. Either. Yeah, we haven't been on a shoot. Good Lord. There's time. Um, I don't even know what day it is for me. So, so. James Wade's gone. Uh whatever we didn't do in a whole episode talk about that uh, we don't need it. it's so far in the past like Wild. look he's he's whatever um more pressing more current uh the phoenix mercury move on from Pittman. Pittman announces that he's retiring at the end of the season uh this new guy's coming in from the golden state warriors i love to see the w poaching people from the nba <laughs> um so that's cool uh Exciting times. I mean, look, a new ownership group takes over in Phoenix. I think it got to a point where um, you needed some change and not just in the coaching that we saw. They relieved uh, Vanessa Nygaard. Also, we haven't had an episode since then, I guess. Um, But so like cleaning house, I think is a positive, especially considering the fact they have talent. They have DT for one or two more years, but they need to build around BG. They need to decide or figure out if they can keep Skyler right. um, and build forward yeah. and stop looking back and living on the glory days of what Diana Taurasi has right. done and start trying to build the next dynasty. I agree. I mean, it's completely you hit the nail on the head. That's what this comes down to. Um, you know, I, I could go back and forth about Nygaard and, just the, the circumstances in which she took over, the circumstances which they had to deal with, with Brittany Griner's situation in Russia, the Skylar Diggins, um, you know, just drama, whatever that was, you know, the, the friction there was unfortunate. You know, I'm sure she'll land on her feet somewhere, but, you know, Phoenix, like, I mean, it's like we've been talking about this end of an era for like three years now, since Sandy got let go a couple years back. Now Nygaard had a super quick tenure, and now, you know, like at some point, and I, I'm pretty sure I said this to somebody, but I don't know if it was on the show, but I was like, at some point you got to step back and you got to look at the front office yeah. of this organization and really start to wonder, okay, directionally, like, where are we going here? Is, is, is whether Pittman retiring is, is valid or if it's like a, you know, kind of a time to go, we're going to retire type of thing. But like, you know cleaning house, fresh, fresh start. Like you've got to be able to find a way to retain Skylar Diggins Smith. In my opinion, the future of the organization post Tarazi era, whenever that might be, it's got to be in the next couple of years for goodness sake. But yeah, I mean, I I think it's exciting for Phoenix. And and then on top of that, to be able to add some news of Phoenix hosting an all-star game. I think that's really cool. Um, Have they they ever had an all-star game? Maybe one. I mean, for so I feel I like they've. Go, I mean, Jesus, I don't know. I'd have to go back, but I mean, I, I lived in Phoenix, and I think that that that's a good, that's a good 
it's good timing in my opinion. You know, it's kind of a chance for this, this franchise to rebrand itself a little bit, <clears throat> new logo. Um, you know, they need one bad. <laughs> rebranding and just kind of a fresh, a fresh, uh, new, new era in the Phoenix Mercury, I think is, is we're ready. We're at that point being able to have an all-star game and showcase some of what the city has to offer and what the organization is doing, what, what new ownership is investing in. So they had previously held it in 2000 and 2014. Wow. Okay. 2014. I'm surprised we didn't remember that. Honestly. Yeah. But like uh, they all, it's been a while. I mean, that's, that's, you know, 10 years. No, I'm, I'm excited for it. We'll be there. We'll be getting some, uh, what will Chris Bianco pizza, you and me. I've got Uh, to go. I mean, I went to... It's not a question, Rachel. We're a year ahead. We're saying... You and I are going. We're painting Phoenix orange, whatever they say. Everybody had a great time in Vegas. I went to Vegas a couple years ago, and then I was able to go to Chicago. That was fun. Well, we've just been out of sync on when we're going, and I'm not okay with that anymore. We just need to sync up. Um, Okay. So, we're halfway through the WNBA season, and I'm looking at the standings, and there's a really interesting aspect, something that I just noticed. It's a 12-team league. Six of the teams are on win streaks. Six of the teams are on losing streaks. Now, granted, Washington's on a one-game win streak sitting in fourth place. I mean, they are just dangling by a string in that fourth place team spot. Um, But let me just run down the standings as of today, as of uh, before we enter the second half of the season. Okay, we got Las Vegas at number one. New York, two games back at number two. Connecticut. Number three, one game behind New York. Uh, they also have played two more games. Keep that in mind. Not everyone's played the same amount of games. Washington at four, tied with Atlanta. Um, and Dallas at six, um, at 11 and nine. Keep in mind, Washington and Atlanta, 11 and eight. So right around that same spot. And then we enter the <laughs> other half of this league. <laughs> Minnesota Lynx on a two-game losing streak. Chicago, eighth place, three-game losing streak. The Sparks, a six-game losing streak, um, and they're sitting at seven and thirteen in ninth place. Indiana, five and fifteen, have still not gotten over the six-game hump. Uh, for those who aren't aware, that's how many games they won last year. They have not won uh, six or more in a while now. Um, they're on an eight-game losing streak, just a wild? complete pitfall. If they don't, there's been like. I've been I've read it. If any of our listeners are on WNBA Reddit, WNBA Twitter, WNBA Facebook, I've been seeing the Indiana Fever fans talking about this. Um, they just need to get over it. it it's wild. Just don't let them uh, lose on out. Phoenix is four and fifteen, and then in last place, four and sixteen, Seattle Storm on a seven-game losing streak. So LA Sparks six-game losing streak. Indiana eight-game, and Seattle seven-game. Wallace. The Atlanta Dream, owners of the best win streak in the league at six. Right. Um, how Anything shot? I mean, I feel like coming into the season, if I'm going to say anything has shocked me, it's how bad Phoenix has been. I, I Everything else is kind of the same. I agree. I mean, I think I felt like there would be a little bit more there. Like, just more. <laughs> you have um, BG back, and you're yeah. worse than before. Yeah. And, like, I understand, you know – there was a little bit Skyler like put that team on her back. Um, and I don't know. They, to they me, have just been to a me there's no reason Phoenix doesn't have the same record as like a Chicago Sky or Minnesota Lynx in my, in my yeah. opinion, you know, I'm not talking about being up there with the contenders. We, we didn't really predict that. 
Um, but being in that middle of the pack, the seven, the eights, you know, still a losing record, eight and 12, you know, seven and 13. But to be four and 15, I agree. I've been really underwhelmed. And, and, and clearly, so is the organization when you make a change midseason. I mean, you know, it's that, that's surprising to me. But I think when you look at the rest of the teams, you know, when we talked about before the season began, what we were projecting this to kind of look like Chicago's kind of settled into the team that I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, they're at that eight spot LA for LA to be on a six game losing streak is interesting to me, you know, with the talent on that roster, granted, I know they're dealing with injuries. Everybody's dealing with injuries. We know that we know that LA really has been one that's really been hindered on it. I'm just surprised that they're, you know, like on such a streak. I thought they'd maybe. Yeah. Win one, lose a couple. Win one, lose a couple. The fact that it's been six losses, I, I agree with you. The fact that they haven't been able to yeah. pull one of those out, I will say some early giant blown leads, I think has has kind of hindered this season. I don't know if it's fair to say like two games, three games can throw a team off its, off its swag, off its kind of style. You know what I'm talking about, Rachel? Because like yeah. it's not like they're – they're not looking like a horrible team. And and to what we're both saying of like, it's shocking to see them on a six game losing streak, but I look at it and I think they had that dog that fight in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you blow like multiple 20 point leads, 19 point leads, it kind of gets to the point where like you're winning, but at any point it could all go to shit. Right. Well, you know, and just to be yeah. blunt. Well, and I mean like, I mean, at this point we're halfway through what I mean, are we actually halfway through? I don't know. I know everybody. Yeah. Well, so some teams are twenty-two games. Some teams are like yeah. we're around the halfway point. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be saying that for a couple weeks now. But okay. So halfway point. No, I mean every team is either at nineteen or more games. I think fever to be to lose eight in a row is a little shocking. You know, like that's tough too. I mean, that's just tough. I think that this team is better than that record. Um, I think that you know they're not a complete organization right now and in, in, in everything, whether it's learning or youth or whatever. I, I mean, I'm a little surprised by that, but shoot, we're, we're getting to the point where, okay, you've got a couple months left. Like who wants to be in the lottery? Because I sure mm-hmm. as hell do, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but like, how does that, that's my, like, I would love to, like the, the, the players don't think about that stuff. The front yeah. offices think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like players don't tank front offices. Do. We, yeah. We, we talk about, we talk about, you know, who, who's in the race is in contention and we can talk about here in a second. That's, that's obviously pretty easy for everybody at this point, but who's in Rich, the race? I put money down. You put money down on what? On a team to win the finals. Oh, can you believe that? Who did you put down? We'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Uh, so after the, la- after the over the last ten games, a little another yeah, interesting no tidbit. Just some basic numbers for you: seven teams in the league have a winning record in the last ten games, and that's the one through seven: Minnesota and Dallas six and four, along with Washington City at six and four, Atlanta and Connecticut at seven and three, Vegas and New York nine and one and eight and two, and then you got Chicago three and seven, Sparks two and eight. Like that's rough. Yeah, Indy yeah. one in nine, right? Phoenix two and eight. That like honestly for them that's pretty good. Um, Seattle one and nine. That's rough. Um, okay, let's talk contenders because for me it's kind of like all right. We know Minnesota, Chicago, L.A., Indy are gonna fight for that that playoff spot. 
or that playoff slash bubble spots, right? And then Dallas, Atlanta, Washington, Connecticut, New York, and Vegas are the teams that, in my mind at least, are like solid, are going to be playoff teams. Who are the disruptors? You know, who are the dark horses that are not in that top three? But at any night, say they they catch lightning in a bottle and then they start clicking and they start playing really, really well. To me, it's the Dallas Wings. I think Atlanta has really come on. They're starting to really know how to win games. When it gets deep into the season and they're playing in a series, you know, against Connecticut or against the Aces, do I think they can pull that out? Probably. Maybe not. I mean, I'm not, I don't have them at that point, but Dallas is a team I think that could be disruptive and, and knock somebody out early on. Do you disagree? When you say disruptive, I think of Washington and Dallas. Washington only because if healthy, I think they could have those nights where they can beat any team in this league. I don't know. I I'm agree, not Dallas. I'm not, I'm, I'm not high on Washington either. But the, but here's the thing. If, if they're healthy, nine out of ten times they're not going to, as we've seen this yeah. season. They are a frustrating team. But the reason they're frustrating is because we all know deep down they have every single tool you need to be the best team in this league. And they aren't utilizing it. They aren't performing. They're not moving without the ball. It's extremely frustrating. We go on a three-hour rant about Washington. Well, and part of you's got to wonder, okay, season one is done. We're now entering mm-hmm. season two. We're past the mm-hmm. all-star break. You know, some teams are a little banged up. You know, people are focused on getting healthy. But now it comes down to starting to play your best basketball at the right moments. You know, it's always about playing, positioning yourself for the playoffs and playing your best basketball in the right moment. Do you think a team like Washington can peak right at playoff time and go win it all? I have no confidence in them to pull off like more than a five game streak. So no, but <laughs> that said, that said, no, like, here's my thing. I guess I, I should digress because like, I mean, they have the talent. We've seen they have the, they teams. have the talent. Atkins uh, just announcing Atkins is going to be injured for two weeks, and they'll reevaluate that ankle. First of all, they cannot catch a break. It feels like everyone on that team has had an ankle yeah. injury this year. Yeah. Um, their trainer needs to start taping up their ankles, put some <laughs> floaties on the ankles or something. What you said about Atlanta is really interesting. I think Atlanta is the only team in this league I view as a solid team. They're the only team in this league that I'm like. You're not, I'm not thinking about you. I'm not thinking about you in a lottery bubble. I'm not thinking about you as maybe a playoff team. In my mind, they're a solid playoff team. They're not a contender. They're not going to compete against the contenders, but they're a solid team. They're going to play good basketball and they're striding right. Could they become more? Maybe. But I just think they're like kind of set at this five you know, this five, love, six seed. And if Washington they slips, play they're, well together. they're coached really, really well. They're, they're, they're playing hard. I agree. They have a ceiling. You they have a ceiling. You, you don't, you don't, you don't put Dallas in that category. So Dallas, <laughs> I got $10 on Dallas, baby. Oh. I got $10 on Dallas. Let's go LT. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> well, all right. Let me hear me out. Hear me out. Um, I put $10 down on Dallas. If Dallas wins the finals, I'm a thousand dollars richer. Okay. I mean, hey, I mean, that's, they have the firepower. I, I guess. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. If, you, if you're, if, if you're come on, that's a big, Larry, that's a big payout. You, that's a big yeah, payout for $10. I, I totally agree. It's totally, that's a, that's a safe one. I mean. That was a pre-all-star bet too. I don't, I don't hate that. I actually might jump in and get in on that. 
that's what I'm saying. So here's my thing. My bookie, Danny Barlavi, my bookie. Um, here, here's my th- no, because I can't do the like the app betting in DC or whatever. Right, right. Um, so yeah, and also I don't understand it either. So I have to have like other people dumb it down for me. Um, so here's my thing with Dallas, Atlanta. We know the ceiling is not beating Vegas in a finals. Dallas, I believe. I know. Call me crazy. Call me whatever. Dallas, I believe if everything is firing on all cylinders, the addition of Odyssey Sims, the depth of Crystal Dangerfield, Veronica Burton, a walk in in having Kalani and Tierra McCowan having the speed, right? They can bang down low. They can do things New York is going to be uncomfortable about, right? They can do things Vegas is going to be uncomfortable about, Mm -hmm. things that Connecticut wanted to do to be that disruptor. Um, They have the shooting ability from Satu, they have the shooting ability from Arike. I honestly fully believe it comes down to, can they fully commit themselves to LT's defensive structure? And two, can Arike just remove five of those dumb shots a game? Because here's the thing. Like, I keep thinking back to there's this one game, I'm blanking on who they were playing, came down to, maybe it was Vegas, came, comes down, maybe it was New York, comes down to the last minute, Arike is at the top of the key. Maybe it was even DC. Arike is at the top of the key, gives it to Satu. Satu has a pretty good look. Arike had a similar look. I I always want the last shot going to Arike, but every other shot I want going to Satu. That's basically my, um, my rant. Yeah, Not I, every shot. But I, I think you have an X factor in such a high-level competitor and winner and clutch player who I think has yet to hit her peak of clutchness. And we can talk about shot selection and like what that doesn't have an opportunity, Rachel. But like Arike to me is the main reason. Well, and obviously the, the host Satu and, and the host of, you know, a lot of really good players on that team is why I think they can go, you know, be disruptive. And you could see a potential final of a Dallas and a Las Vegas. That's not that outlandish of, of, of a thought. You know, if this team clicks and, and they really tighten some things up and they fine tune some of those maybe shot selections, the defensive end of the floor, they, they commit themselves to being consistent on the, on the glass. Like, yeah, I'm totally with you on that one. I mean, look, obviously it's New York and Vegas is everyone's favorites. And, and even I think the betting odds, it was something crazy. Like you put down $10 and that it wouldn't be Vegas or New York to win the finals. And you would only win like $75 or something crazy like that, which was not enough in my mind. Cause like for me, it's really the real ones are Connecticut, New York and Vegas. Now we question without Bree Jones. That hurts. That was, a that was, that hurts. Cause that was a big mismatch. Like to me, it's, it's all about the mismatch. We're going long on this. I apologize. No, I know you're, you're, good. Busy. you're good. It's um, a breath of fresh air to like leave all the other stuff I'm doing this time of year and talk basketball. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually good. I'm happy with it. I just think that like <laughs> Dallas had like, here's my thing with Enrique. She, we haven't seen her hit that clutch factor because she's never, she hasn't had opportunities in the W because the team's never been good enough. True, that's true. Now we have Satu growing. We have Natasha Howard's speed and athleticism. You have beasts in the paint and you have guards who know how to play pick and roll and to shoot. And well, they're not a one have... dimensional team. They're not a one dimensional yes. team. Yeah, you've got to pick your poison when everybody else is playing really, really well. And they've played really, really well as of late. Now, that said, it's Vegas's to lose. Vegas is far in between 
like, let me be clear to anyone listening who thinks we don't like Vegas or we're talking about these other teams too much. We're like, here's my thing. The beauty and the enjoyment is talking about like the competition, who could, what could, you know, all that jazz. Right now, we all know what Vegas is. We know they're the top dogs. We know they're the best team. They are on a different tier. The only question in my mind is, can somebody compete and push them to where it's not just a Vegas sweeping through the playoffs with zero losses? Because that's not as fun in my mind. Mm -hmm. Another thing we didn't talk about, new news. You've been in Europe. I've been running all my events and covering events in Europe. We haven't talked about Unrivaled. What what are your thoughts about the Unrivaled League? uh, That's some big news. How do we not at least mention that? Um, so that's really, it's really, yeah, sorry. I don't know how we didn't. I'm switching um, gears on you because it's been a minute. Maybe so we got to talk really about caught it. me off guard. I like haven't even thought of, no, I think it's really, really cool. I think it's exciting. I think like end of the day, any more opportunities I get to see WNBA players play basketball at reasonable hours, I'm going to say hell yes to any opportunity I get for, you know, the players of the league that I love to be healthier and stateside for the start of the season, making money and be in market. That's better for us as media members. Cause we get to cover them easier. It's better for them as players. Cause they get to be by their family. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what it means. Yeah. Like what the style of play, where the funding is. Um, are they looking for GMs? Cause you and I would love to get our toes wet in the GM game. Um, I guarantee any, any, league i guarantee give me five years i will bring you a championship oh good god Uh, all right mr i will i will put money down that (laughs) if you give rachel and i a team (laughs) an expansion team give us five years i guarantee a WNBA championship wow Uh, anybody the confidence i have i'm not talking ten dollars that might be one of the most outlandish things i've ever heard you say but hey i love the confidence man (laughs) love the confidence no because we would know the right people to bring on (laughs) Um, we got some people that are just waiting in the wings for when we take over, uh, to join our staff. So, uh, for everyone who's questioning Pickham, I believe I'm still beating. Wait, what are your thoughts on Unrivaled? I mean, I was, I was fortunate enough to get a lot of information beforehand and really exciting and was, was fun to, to really read up on it and educate myself on it. There's still a lot of questions, I think, like fun funding and investors, things like that, that I think are unanswered, but I love the idea of it. I think we're in an era where, you know, different innovative leagues are popping up all over sports. I mean, golf, you know, I mean, it's everywhere. So I I think that it's awesome. I mean, the moment the league put prioritization in action, that changes everything for the good, for the good or the bad. I I think prioritization God, we could have a whole freaking show on that, but it's that hinders a lot of players. That hinders a lot of players' ability to put all their eggs in one basket and no guarantee to make a roster spot in the WNBA and then forego potential earnings overseas. So that's it's hard. Um, it's not an easy time to be, you know, one of those middle tier players in the league and try and figure out how you're going to make your income playing this game. Um, so it's interesting to kind of think about prioritization, but I love the idea from Collier and Stewie. Um, I mean, I'm excited to learn more about it. I'm excited to see where it can go. Is this something that is sustainable for the long run? But, um, I mean, like, like, like you said, I mean, more opportunities for players to, you know, be here and 
rest their bodies. I think that's the aspect of Unrivaled that I like the most is being able to have three months of rest. The season, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a 10 week season and takes place for the first year or two in one location um, with, with, you know, plans from that to kind of evolve and grow. But I think that, you know, the ability for players to not have to travel and be in crazy time zones and, and, and be closer to home and still have that I think the biggest thing about it that I, that continues to be pushed is the marketing and the brand development and the, the, the content that can be created from that and players being able to enhance their brand and be seen visibly in their market to me is the biggest thing. Yeah, no, that I, yeah, very much agree with that. Um, I'm excited because I just want to see more opportunities, right. more leagues, more leagues stateside puts pressure on the W to be better. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this puts a lot of like, pressure on the WNBA. That's what I'm saying. That That's the good thing. Um, as I was saying, uh, everyone who's curious about Pick'em, I believe I'm still winning um, by, actually, I think, yeah, I'm still winning by two as I do a quick numbers. Um, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm I'm up by three. Sorry, Rachel. Um, I'm up by three, but, you know, it's okay. It's we still got half a season. We got four games for Pick'em this slate. Let's do it. Minnesota versus Atlanta. Ooh, I like that matchup. Both teams. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's hard coming off a break too. Like, how do you respond? Right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Atlanta. I mean, it's literally Atlanta. Crazy. Good because because <laughs> I, I I think Atlanta wins it because I think they're just hitting a next level. But I also think there's something about getting a little rest time. Minnesota really pissed at how they ended things, yeah. and also um, having feet come out of All Star break, I think is going to be motivated. So I'm going Minnesota. You're going ATL. That's cool. We got Sun at Mercury. I think we're both going Sun. For the for I know I'm down, so I got to make some gambles here. But then I also okay. gamble too much, and I get down more. I'm going sun. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, fever, at, that's what happened to me last year. It's a tricky, tricky beast. Fever at Mystics. Man, Man it's, like, it's like the injuries right now with, with Washington. Supposedly Shakira and EDD are like coming back. Who knows how exactly I'm healthy saying. Are they be. back or are they not? Atkins is out now. They're they're questionable, but expected to be back. My I'm I'm gonna be honest here. I think the fever just they finally get. I was gonna go fever. Them. I was gonna go fever. Okay, cool. I'll let you go fever if you want them. I I I think that they're 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 they need they need this win. They need this win, and that's one that they can get. Agreed. Wings at Liberty. Ooh. Now that is the game, an early game, both of those days, 9.30 in the morning. Well, mountain time, everybody. So (laughs) Um, early games on Wednesday. Uh, That's a tough one. Okay. Let's, that's going to be a really good game. I've got to, I got to put it on the phone. Um, God, I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm going to go New York. Yeah. um, I think Sabrina is going to have a, I think, I honestly, I think the, the Liberty are going to have a nice streak. We just I, I also, an episode talking about how good Dallas can be, and then we're going <laughs> to. Oh no! I I picked wings. Okay, I'm fully in on this. Right. I'm fully in on this. Right, um, right. but I want to see them. I like with them. It, it's consistency. That's that's the yep. real question. Yep. Um, 
I'm going to be interested. Do these teams, do Connecticut, do New York, and do the Mystics try and make, and maybe even Dallas. I, I don't think Dallas would, but like, do those teams that are right under the Vegas tier try and make a move to close in right before the August 7th trade deadline? Would I be shocked? No. There's some teams I got my eyes on, Rachel. Are you talking about some movement? Because I definitely think it's possible. Yes, 100%. 100%. Um, but we'll save that. We'll tease that for the next we'll episode. As always, Rachel, remind me, uh, who's your goat? Pickle. <laughs>